Water Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything. Home renovation adventures, a national holiday we can really get behind, our favorite fictional presidents, and possibly the most navel-gazing we've done to date <laughs> as we discuss our own Myers-Briggs personality profiles. And joining me today to get into it all are some of my favorite people. First up, from Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. Yeah, I'm like a Carrie. I mean, are we going to do the Sex in the City quiz <laughs> as well? <laughs> I'm a Carrie with a Miranda rising. The thing is, I'm a Miranda and I hate it. <laughs> uh, from Day Job Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, it's Bobby Pape. Good afternoon, Bobby. Good afternoon. I, I'm trying to come up with my Sex in the City character, but I'm I'm really falling short. Well, you're big, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take a I'll take a Chris Noth uh, character yeah. anytime, please. Uh, from Michigan Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith Van Harn. Good afternoon, Meredith. Good afternoon. I've also never seen a single episode of Sex in the City, so <laughs> you guys are gonna have to choose. <laughs> you're a Miranda, one hundred percent. If you say so. <laughs> And from Girl Scout Central Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Hello. I'm also Miranda. Oh, God. Just a bunch of Mirandas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and one Carrie. Is that good? And one Carrie. <laughs> oh, she's the worst character. No, Miranda's the best. I mean, in, in hindsight. In reality, Miranda, you want yeah, to be Miranda, right? Oh, yeah. yeah she's yeah, the yeah. smartest one. She has yeah. the best job. Yeah. Best husband. Uh, yeah. Best husband, but she also they portray her as such a bitch. <laughs> I know, but now when you watch it with like 2021, you're like, no, she was the hero of the show. Kim yeah, so fucking annoying. I know. Anyway. <laughs> also, she was she was a bitch because she was tired. Like <laughs> she worked so From hard. Doing and these everything. women are exhausting. <laughs> also, when did journalism start to pay that well? I missed oh, that. I would I have mean, stayed oh, in the field never. if I had known that. Was she yeah. a freelance writer? And she, she was had a all these freelance writer shoes. for a free newspaper. Sure, yeah. <laughs> An advice columnist, right? <laughs> they can afford Manolos, yeah, right. oh, for sure. <laughs> and that apartment. Yeah. Well, as always, we'll start with some small talk, or perhaps at this point we'll continue with some small talk. <laughs> we'll check what's in the mailbag, get into some medium talk, make some Tishi recommendations, do a little housekeeping, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. All right. Who is taking us into small talk? I am, but we're going to just like ping pong it back. And please tell us. You are both an idiot and a genius. I find that very hard to believe. I am both an idiot and a genius. I mean, first I was an idiot, then I was a genius, then I was even more of a genius, but we'll get into it. So you guys know the beginning of this story. I am about to paint my kitchen. I am prepping. Last night, I stayed up until one thirty in the morning to finish taping, even though I was like... I just want to be done with this and go to bed. I was like, well, no, just do this bit. No, do this bit, which plays into my personality type later. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I had this thought that as long as I am painting the kitchen, why don't I take this opportunity to get rid of the wall-mounted phone jack mm -hmm. that's in the kitchen? I not, don't have a landline. I'm never going to have a landline again. If I do decide to have a landline again, I don't think I need it in the kitchen. 
I know. And I, I thought, imagine you with the mounted one with like the really long, like <laughs> the cord. <laughs> well, I'm talking to that boy that I really like, twirling, twirling it around. <laughs> So I was like, well, I can do this. And I, you know, Google, 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 YouTube, YouTube, YouTube to see how to remove a phone jack and how to patch the wall. And I got all the stuff. And this was last Sunday. So not quite a week ago. And I unscrewed the plate and I took it off the wall and I very carefully snipped the wires and taped up the ends. And I got the um, drywall patch and I put on the first coat of the um, joint compound and then I went to look up something online and I had no internet because I have a DSL line through (laughs) the phone company. (laughs) Guys, I cut my own internet. You're like your own like hostage taker. You're like, I'm going to ruin my own life. Because I am the world's largest idiot i failed to connect the idea of the dsl line with the phone line okay so what do i do immediately i think okay i have to call the phone company so i call up CenturyLink, and from your cell phone obviously of course of course the the menu automated menu is like we're here for you 24 hours a day 365 days a year and then it was like oh you're calling outside of business hours so <laughs> go back money to go friday to our website go to our website yeah <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> would you like us to go through like an automated self-help process and i'm like well unless you can automatedly put my wires back together <laughs> this is not going to be helpful so i called my boss and i was like ah might be taking some vacation days here till I get this internet restored and then I started complaining to you guys and I said my skill set does not include rewiring a telephone jack and then I thought wait does my skill set include rewiring a telephone jack guess what it does yes (laughs) I rewired my own internet Based on a little bit more YouTubing, a little bit more Googling, got it all back. But then, you guys don't know this part of the story. I was still kind of disappointed. I was like, man, I really wanted to get rid of that wall jack. And I happened to have a meeting uh, at work this week with... Uh, my coworker Jack, who in the before time sat in the cubicle next to me, and he is da 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 an electrician. Ooh. Uh-huh. And I said, so "Tell me, Jack, could I just have spliced those wires together? Would that have been okay? Because the whole deal was, you know, you the cable has a whole bundle of wires inside it, and and in one wire or one cable there was a blue wire and a white with blue stripe wire, and those are for your primary phone line." And there's an orange and a white with orange stripe. And those are your secondary phone line. And then in the other cable, end of the cable, there were those four wires. But then there was like a green one and an orange one and a brown one. And I was like, I don't know what to do with these wires. And so I asked him, could I just splice the phone lines together and leave the other ones hanging? And he was like, yeah. He said, just splice them together, put on some wire nuts, tape it up, and it'll be fine. So guess what I did on Thursday? I took out the jack successfully. Nice work. It is now a roller coaster. (laughs) 
I <laughs> I got another patch. I patched it up. I smoothed it out. You can't tell there was ever anything there. It's ready to be primed and painted, and I'm talking to you guys, so that means I still have internet. Yay. Yay. <laughs> you did I it, I can do anything. I'm so emboldened by this that I bought all new light switches. Not the light switch covers, but the light switches, and I'm wow. going to switch out the switches and the outlets in the kitchen because what was in people's minds in the 90s where they thought the appropriate color for light switches and light switch plates was a color I like to call dingy beige. <laughs> yes. don't it's know. so don't know. bad. That's a good point. Yeah. I think is. technically it's called almond. No, it's, it's not so great. It's so ugly. But it's almond would be better. An almond color would be better than this, yeah, like pea-ish color. I'm like, is it dirty and faded or is that just no. the color it's supposed to be? No. Yes. So I'm switching out all the covers to a nice gray that'll go with the cupboards and the paint and stuff. But you can't switch out the covers and then leave the actual switches dirty beige. So I'm going to okay. have to change those too. And I think I can do it. Are you going to join the IBEW? Like, is this Maybe. Like your, <laughs> is this your, your path? I've done this one thing on low voltage wires, by the way. Telephone wires cannot shock you. So it was all good. So good now that I've practice. done that one thing, yeah. I'm good to go on Please everything. Cut the power before you do the other stuff, would you? Oh, come on, Bobby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just have this thought that now every room in Ann's house is going to have a dimmer switch. Oh. <laughs> It should. What's like the problem? We're just, you're upgrading so that you can set the mood in every room at any time. <laughs> totally. Well, I didn't even consider dimmer switches. That's okay. I want light in the kitchen. Yeah. 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 You don't need a dimmer in the kitchen. Well, I am proud of you, Anne. I'm really impressed because I'm such a scaredy cat. And we have all these, we have all these um, lights in our house that I know need to be, like there's some wiring issues with them and I'm scared of it and I'm going to have to spend money. Maybe I'll just fly you down and you can help me fix it. I know. Well, the thing was I replaced a couple of outlets when I painted the cabinets because in the island there's a couple of outlet plates and boy, did that look stupid after I painted them dark blue and they were dingy beige outlets, but I was too afraid to do it. So I had an electrician come and what did he do? He put in, he changed out the two outlets. He replaced the light that's under the cabinets over the sink. And he put in a new um, ceiling main fixture. And it was $800. Oh, Jeez. And I was like, fuck, I can we learn all need to, to do be, this myself. We need to be electricians. Uh-huh. Jeez. We are quickly rising up the ranks of educational podcasts just as this story <laughs> continues. Watch out, stuff you should know. I'm coming for you. I can uh, do this. I've always been handy, but it's always been a lack of tools and place to store them that's hampered me rather mm. than the inability to do it. So here we go. <laughs> Yay. All of our tools from the Buffalo House are now in tool bags and like stacked up in a closet in the apartment. It's very awkward. Hmm. Yeah, what do you do with them? I have a one-car garage that barely fits the car. Like, I mm -hmm. wish it was a foot wider. To fit all the, you know. Just to be able to open the door comfortably. Yeah. And not yeah, yeah. risk hitting the garage uh, or the garbage can. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. We removed a couple of phone jacks at the house in Buffalo, and I may have destroyed the phone line circuit connectivity. I have no idea because we don't have DSL there. <laughs> but um, they were in the bathrooms upstairs 
which is how you know that it was a rich person house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to take a call. A very important call. <laughs> well, if you want AAA for diamond status for your hotel, you have to have a phone in the bathroom. What and is so that? that? Who uses Wait. a phone? In- Ugh. I hate <laughs> it. so gross. Clearly, there's a mark of, you know, high class. I know. Think of the most disgusting. I mean, the remotes are disgusting enough, but then a hotel toilet phone? <laughs> what if I need to make a deal while I'm in the bathtub? Yeah. I know, you know, one of the great tragedies of cell phone usage, not a toilet phone, but like is the, um, I always wanted to be at a restaurant and somebody be like, oh, Miss Butler, you have a call. <laughs> you have an urgent call. At You're going to have to time station. Abe Froman. I know. The sausage king of Chicago. I know, I am, obviously. <laughs> All right, uh, enough with home improvement talk. Well, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> um, moving on to Bobby, um, you have a special day coming up? <laughs> yes, it's a very... <laughs> I think we all have special a special day. There's a heart-shaped circle on my calendar for tomorrow. Uh, we're recording on Saturday, as we often do. So sorry if there's been major world events uh, between now and Monday when the show comes out. Actually, uh, the news has been pretty quiet, except for GameStop this week. So yeah, yeah. let's try to keep it that way. Uh, tomorrow is apparently National Hot Chocolate Day. Yum. Which is, yes. yes, I pause so that you can all ooh and ah. Ooh. National uh, Any Chocolate Day is good by me. I know. Same. Am I right? <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> yeah, Miranda's. <laughs> I'm going to sit in my my brown-colored silk bathrobe on my divan and eat some chocolate bonbons. That sounds lovely. Boy, I hope your stories are on. Uh, I only noticed this because, you know, one of the many pieces of junk email I get is a, a weekly or whatever uh, events this weekend from Boston.com. And one of them on, you know, I they caught me with free hot chocolate because, you know, free. I'm greedy. I'm cheap, so I was interested. I just go on and I see this little blurb. Sunday is National Hot Chocolate Day. Hey, now you know. And the Godfrey Hotel Boston is celebrating the beverage with a complimentary hot chocolate bar popping for a mug of Belgian dark chocolate, milk chocolate, and marshmallows, or Belgian dark chocolate and peppermint hot chocolate spoons, plus add-ons. And this whole thing's going on. And I thought, one, in the middle of a pandemic, should we all be crowding the same uh, hot chocolate bar? Bar, yeah. <laughs> you got to weigh the risk and the benefit. I've always yeah. said that. That's true. Yeah. You know, you, you can't um, you can't let it run your life, right? What's the point of living if you can't live? Uh, but I just, I had no idea there was a national hot chocolate day. And when There's these a national everything. For everything. There, well, yeah. So I guess my point was actually, we need a national Tishi day. <laughs> mm. oh, who do we to talk to i think I, we can just know. declare it yeah i think right? so too when, when we, biden would do it for us <laughs> he owes us i mean we several <laughs> yeah, of we us basically got him, him elected <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think there's any legislative body that votes on like national pizza day or anything we can just pick a day <laughs> and what, what day we- would it be what day did we start do we start like october? well obviously it would we be october started- 7th right 
Well, sure, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that could work. Yeah. Though, yeah. but we'd be stealing the thunder. We don't want. To, this is uh, my first instinct was to do Hillary's birthday, obviously. <laughs> but Whoa. I don't want. I don't want to undermine Hillary's birthday. So I thought maybe the six month Hillary's half birthday. It's the longest possible time from Hillary's birthday. <laughs> yeah, April twenty yeah. seventh. April I love April twenty seventh. It's a really good. <laughs> it's a really good day. Our anniversary for LRB is uh, early March, I think. I was trying mm-hmm. to look this up the other day because I made the realization that we uh, have done. Oh, but did we even talk about this? I don't think we did because it was last episode. I realized after we taped last week's episode that that was actually our 500th numbered show between that's LRB a, and TG. That's a shit ton of shows, man. Right? So happy anniversary to us. Mm-hmm. Which which Roman numeral is 500? Uh, C? D. D. Yeah. Yeah. It's C. Yeah. Finally, we got a D. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> On the uh, 69th D. episode, we got a D. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 69, uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that came up because cover so childish. That came up because uh, I was explaining to a friend of mine that it was the 69th episode and that we attempted to comport ourselves professionally and failed, and that the next funny episode would be 420. And then I thought we've done an episode 420, and that's when I did the math in my head and I was like, we can, yeah, 500 episodes. Anyway, yeah, we've had 500 episodes. We deserve a day. We do. We, yeah, do. we do. And we also okay. deserve some hot chocolate. Yes. I don't think Mark Maron's done 500 episodes. <laughs> no, come on, get out of here. Can we have hot chocolate on our day, too? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. We can do whatever we want on our day. It's our day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. So we have to put Ponder. some thought into this. I, mm-hmm. I think it's something we need to put a pin in. We need to maybe send a committee. But uh, we should really... Yeah, Tishi needs a day. And also, I, I'm not going to the Godfrey tomorrow for hot chocolate. I am not. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, that's, you can figure smart. it out. Don't do that right my now. own. Maybe yes. you guys out there will will know, have good ideas about what Tishi Day should entail. Yeah, please. let us know. Please. I'd like to hear. Uh, um, the ceremonial watching of sneakers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll 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 uh, send out the DVD. I'll copy it or something and send it out to everybody. <laughs> what? Uh, well, Bobby sent me the DVD like a, for my birthday. Oh, right. <laughs> You're like, what? I was like, uh-huh. physical DVD? Oh, my God. I sent Gross. her the sneakers DVD because it was cheaper to do that on Amazon Prime <laughs> than it was to buy and stamp a greeting card. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's been well loved. Um, okay, so who is the Doris Day and Rock Hudson in this group? Who's doing Pillow Talk? Uh, I am actually both Doris Day and Rock Hudson. <laughs> wow. So, wow. It's complicated, and I'd prefer a little privacy. Um, <laughs> Pillow Talk is on the agenda because uh, I need advice. Not only do I need advice on when our day should be, uh, but really I'm just appealing to the listeners here. So uh, I have um, – I'm having a, a pillow crisis. I have <laughs> – Is that like an oil crisis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's an embargo. I'm only allowed to buy pillows on odd number days. The river is full of feathers. Yeah, it's awful. It's just awful. Um, I, I have a couple of pillows that I've had for a few years now. I was a big fan of one of them. It's sort of a it's a Brooklyn something or other brand, and it's one of the ones with the chunks of foam in it. And you know, it's 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 a memory foam, fluffy but fairly firm pillow, and that's fine. Uh, but it has sort of waned my or or my appreciation of it has waned. I'm not sure which. And I've been uh, I had to drive to Buffalo and back a couple of times the last couple of weeks to deal with stuff at the house. And so I've been staying at hotels sort of intermittently. And I have just noticed that when I'm sleeping at a hotel and I sort of lay back and I get one of these fluffy 
down or down alternative filled pillows and I, I lay down. I'm quite comfortable. And so I, I just think it's time for me to replace my pillows. It's been a few years. We should all replace them once in a while. And I am looking for recommendations. And of course, uh, with the recent mess of the MyPillow guy in the news, uh, <laughs> that also got me thinking about it a little bit. But I don't want another one of these foam chunk pillows. I have a couple of them, actually. And I they're not bad. But I want something soft and that's going to just sort of you know, fall into and, and I want it to be substantial. I don't want it to be one of these pillows where you lay on it and it just flattens out to nothing and you need like eight of them. And I am known for getting a hotel room now with two beds so that I will have extra pillows to pile up <laughs> yep. um, so that I can sit up in bed because, you know, I want to well, use my laptop really, and watch TV. To me, it sounds like you need to commit a little pillow theft here. I mean, I'm shocked right. that I'm the one suggesting this. Me too. Me Damn. three. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually did this when Mike and I drove from uh, Texas to Seattle. Uh, at one point, he decided that he needed a little uh, a pillow for some extra comfort on the drive. And we committed a little uh, pillow subterfuge in uh, in uh, Oregon, uh, in Bend, Oregon, <laughs> at the hotel. Yeah. Did you get charged for it? I always worry they're going to just charge you after the fact. You know, I'll have to check with him. Uh, I'll have to find a medium or a Ouija board or something and yeah, reach out yeah, to him yeah. to find out. Speak to his spirit. I don't you know, somebody think so. With, I've, I've had, I have like a pillow graveyard. I have like a closet that is full, like floor to ceiling with reject pillows because I have terrible neck pain all the time. And so it's something that I'm constantly on the lookout for. So See? I have some recommendations, but my favorite combination is this shoulder pillow that I recently got at Bed Bath & Beyond. It was on the shelf next to the my pillow thing. So I kind of had to like sneak up to it and like <laughs> grab it with two fingers and run away. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's pretty firm, but I, I really like the super cheap Ikea, um, like super squishy pillows. Um, and they're, they're $2 or something. And I put that over top of it to give it a little bit of squish. Sure. It's like a heavenly combination for me. So I'll, I'll send you some links. Please please do. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I actually, I'm a fan of a two pillow combo because I'm, I'm mostly a back sleeper, but I like to be elevated a little bit and, I usually do this combo of having like a really firm pillow and then a softer pillow on top of it. But lately it's just not taken. And it might be because we got a new mattress fairly recently and it's a really nice mattress. Sam picked it out and I just went with it uh, and I'm happy that we have it. But I think it has just changed the dynamic of like I'm more supported now because we were sleeping on one of those tuft and needle mattresses for a couple of years, which was fine. But, you know, it's the foam slab and you start to sag and this is much more supportive. And I think it's just thrown my whole pillow balance out of alignment. Well, I, pillows I need to... like change over time and they don't last forever either. That too. So yeah. it's just, it's a whole chakra thing. Like I just have to get everything. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone has pillow suggestions, this is not the question of the week, but you What's can your d- pillow? DM me or post it on the page or uh, maybe I'll post an extra something in the group this week on Facebook. So you can all send me your pillow suggestions, but that's, that's pillow talk. So thank you for your time. <laughs> Thanks rock. Um, or Doris. That's actually one of my dad's favorite movies, which we always tease him about. He loves his pillow talk. I know. Um, all right. Plumbing talk. A lot of peas, dude. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Meredith. <laughs> I, I, uh, I stepped outside yesterday because the UPS guy rudely dropped, uh, some cat food on the front porch rather than the back porch in it just obvious, um, you know, ignoring my, my sign that I have on the front door because I want all my packages put on the back porch. 
So I was irritated to begin with. And so I was like, oh, I'll get the mail because I go out there to get my mail like every three days or so. So I, I grabbed the mail and then I noticed there was a hanger on my door, on my front door that said, don't use your drains from today until <laughs> Monday. Ooh. And I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> You're like, I'm going to come again? <laughs> it's the middle of the first day that I wasn't supposed to use my drain and my dishwasher's going and I had taken a <laughs> shot. Like, it was just like, whoops, I, I, I did a bad job. But, like, this is how the city is communicating with us. It's just, just throwing stuff on our front Passive doors. aggressive notes. <laughs> I guess. And I don't know when it was – I don't even know when it was put there. Um, so – Sorry, people who are working in the sewer. But what it says is don't use your toilets or your drains from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. from this was Friday until Monday. And like who? Okay. Do this in the winter when you can't even go pee off your balcony. Come on. (laughs) Also, it's the weekend. Also, a lot of people are working from home. This is absurd. So I, I don't know what they're supposed to do. I mean, I'm sure it's hard to work on the sewer. What they're doing is replacing the lead service lines, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. We don't need those. Yeah. Um, so it's good, but it also creates an issue for me. And so far, I've mostly been ignoring <laughs> this directive. Well, <laughs> well, it's so, you're right. It's so dumb to put it on a weekend for residential service. I yes. mean, at the university We'll have like water shutdowns or something to work on things and do it on the weekend. And that makes sense because people aren't there on the weekend. Yeah. But for a residential area, do it. Can you, if you're going to pay people overtime to work on a weekend, you might as well do it overnight. Right. Exactly. I could, and, and, and I, I got up kind of late for me this morning at about 8.30 and I wanted to take a shower and I was like, oh, I better do it before nine. So I like <laughs> rushed in there to take a shower, but like, I, I can't not pee for that long of a time. So sorry guys well, in the sewer. they're not telling you you can't pee. They're just telling they're you just you can't telling flush. Have to flush it. Well, I'm also mellow. I am not down with that. I'm not doing it. Sorry. We sent you plenty of Homer bucket related solutions to this yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do have plenty of five-gallon buckets. God. <laughs> we evolved from the apes, so we wouldn't have to do I that. Know. The apes did not that. go to Home Depot. <laughs> they go to Lowe's. <laughs> the apes uh, prefer to support small-town hardware stores. <laughs> Off to your local Ace. They go to Ace, yeah. <laughs> So that's my plumbing nightmare. Oh, I'm sorry, Meredith. Eh, it's not really no. <laughs> affecting my life. You're just like turning into a as much as now. <laughs> Boy, living in Detroit comes with pluses and minuses, doesn't it? Sure does. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that takes us to the mailbag, doesn't it? Yep. All right. Uh, no through your phones this week, and we are. Uh, disappointed in all of you although like i said maybe we're all just enjoying a quiet week for a change <laughs> yeah it's not the Calming. worst thing yep everybody's exhaling yeah. uh but we can jump to your question of the week responses from last week which was my question from last week's show uh rounding out our presidential conversations uh mm-hmm. i asked uh what is everyone's or rather who is everyone's favorite on-screen president your favorite tv or movie president the actor or actress and the character he or she plays uh, and we got a lot of answers, but before we do those, do we want to do ours first? Yes. Well, please. I, ha- I have mm-hmm. some definitive answers. And I would expect nothing less. I didn't see this person listed anywhere in the Facebook responses, and but 
I just this is a gross oversight because I think we have to agree that the best fictional president is Billy Palm Thornton in Love Actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually thought about that last night. It's so perfect. It crossed my mind, too. He is gross. No, my real answer I did see on the Facebook page, but it is Harrison Ford in Air Force One. I don't Get remember what the character is. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my earring? Sorry. Everything with Harrison Ford makes me laugh because he has an earring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he made that choice awfully late in life. Yeah. 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 But I am very fond of Air Force One, not even so much for the movie, which is always a good watch, but because my mother loves it so much. It's very weird. It's her absolute favorite movie. And she was giving me a hard time once because I love to reread books because, you know, books are their friends and I, I don't know. I'm comforting. I read Watership Down so many times that the cover actually did fall off and I had to replace it. And one time she was saying to me, I don't understand why you reread books. You know what happens. Why would you want to read it again? And I said, I don't know, Mom. Why do you watch Air Force One every time it's on TV? (laughs) And she was like, touche. So she loves Harrison Ford as the president. And I think the way that he... Uh, stuck it to Gary. Old- it was Gary Oldman, right? Yeah. yeah, it's Gary. Yeah, that that was great. I mean, yeah. he was a badass president. He was for sure. I was listening to another podcast uh, last week, and they were going on about how Harrison Ford's the rare actor who has created uh, more than two distinctly. Uh, he he owns more than two characters, and I yep. can think of four because, of course, he's got his Star Wars and his Indiana Jones runs. But then also the president in Air Force One, which is just so iconic, and yeah, and that, and and then of course Richard Kimball. Yes, listen, I love Harrison Ford, even Mm -hmm. though he's a shitty pilot. I love him. I can't, I can't help it. I mean, just don't fly with him, and you'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, get off my plane might actually be really sage advice. (laughs) Um. So, yeah, uh, Christy, I see you've got one here. Selena Meyer from She's Veep. A good one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes. She's Excellent terrible choice. in all the right ways. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's a lot more like us than most of these other fictional presidents. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. I actually think that a, a lot of what happened on there is probably closer to reality than like a West Wing. If honestly, my my cousin who worked for a for a congressman said it was God, it was Greg. definitely i know <laughs> sorry uh it was like a one-term <laughs> congressman but um he said it was yeah a little bit more bumbling like people don't really know yeah, what they're they doing, don't know what they're the doing. Yeah. and i mean it doesn't happen but it's supposed to be a turnover with i mean that's why we have it right like so imagine you get the best job like the highest job in the world and you only get to have it for four years. And then a new person who's never done it comes in no. like, and completely rehires an entire staff. You're going to be idiots. Like, yep. you don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, this is why we should just be like uh, Russia. Just let our president continue to <laughs> yeah, be president. Yeah, no for the experience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to check out that secret palace. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is, well, I mentioned this movie before and mostly because i like saying the name but uh dan hedea and dick he plays 
Richard Nixon. And it's not like you, you don't feel comforted by him. I just think that he's a really funny actor. Well, he's like my favorite actor in Clueless when he says, get out of my chair. Um, that it makes me laugh every single time. But he's actually a pretty good Nixon. I mean, it's all like playing it up, but he's pretty funny. And actually, last night um, when I was watching my new TV, I went on HBO Max and I watched, I, I've seen this movie a whole bunch of times and I don't know why. I was like, I'm going to, this is a good movie to watch. It was too big to fail. It was like the HBO um, version of the mm. bank crisis. Oh, yeah. And Dan Hideo plays uh, Barney Frank and he does a really good <laughs> job of that. Like he's, he's going to see it. Has, yeah, that kind of bumbling mm-hmm. kind of like, what are you doing? Jowly as hell. Yes. Um, so I enjoyed I think he is very funny. I mean, I always loved him on Cheers. Yes. So good. Yes. He would come in with, um, what was the wife after Carl? Lorraine. Yes. Lorraine. Yes. yes. He's just like a bunch of eyebrows. Like that's just like what he leads with. And I enjoy it a lot. I didn't put it on the sheet, but Tierra put this on the Facebook page and I had to amplify it. President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. <laughs> you mean I our think, former president? Yeah. Our former president, Terry Crews. I think he deserves a shout out for that performance. Absolutely. Agree. I just recently saw it for the first time. Really? Yeah. It's a documentary now. Right? Like, if I saw it at the time it came out, I would have been like, oh, this is ridiculous. But me watching it, I'm like, this isn't funny. (laughs) I remember seeing it and being like, oh, no, it's real. It's real. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to (laughs) happen. And there's a lot of uh, words that I don't know if they would have put it in now. Oh, yeah. It didn't age super well. Yeah. But I think that, that the point was those, the everybody's an idiot and idiots use those words i guess right. like i don't know i don't know but anyways yeah. yes i agree uh all of my good answers were already mentioned uh harrison ford was going to be my my go-to and and you beat me to it but i figured someone would and so i posed this question to sam last night and she said well what about mr garrison and i don't know if any of you've been watching south park the last few years it's not as good as it used to be but it's it's been much more lampooning on current events and the Mr. Garrison character becomes Donald Trump, essentially right he down does. to the chair and bad tan. <laughs> the and one who has Mr. Hand. Uh, uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, All right. uh, yeah, Mr. Garrison, it's, it's worth just looking at or finding a video montage of he, he does a really good job just boiling down exactly how our previous president of the United States bullies people and acts. And it's, it's one of those moments where it's really hard to parody because it's just so sad and funny right. already. Mm-hmm, yeah. But he, it does a really good job channeling that spirit. South Park's good at that. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, we'll go on to the uh, question of the week responses from listeners from the Facebook page. Uh, thank you to whoever copied these into the run sheet. I went to do it this morning and it was already done. So I appreciate that. Uh, magic. Yeah. The magic of <laughs> Anne. <laughs> uh, Wait, f- it wasn't me. It was me. Not this time. It was... It wasn't you, Anne? Hillary? I'm sorry yes. that I assumed it was Anne and not Hillary. <laughs> That's okay. It's usually Anne. Just, yeah, just going. <laughs> I was just playing the numbers. Um, Lister Fred wrote this uh, at the very beginning, right after we posted the question on Tuesday. I got a feeling this is going to be Bartlett by a landslide. And that's when I commented back that I think Jed Bartlett and Martin Sheen is probably just Hall of Fame answer for this. And so we yep. should probably yep. look for some First ballot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Straight Unlike in. Kurt Schilling. I'm I'm extremely conflicted about that so it's not worth breaking into now too much because we're not a sports oriented show Um, I struggle about whether or not the Hall of Fame should um, 
should like also weigh the fact moral. that he's a shitty human being. Yeah. yeah. Hey, baby, and, this show has everything. Yeah. That's we true. Talk about it if we want. As someone who lived in Rhode Island while he was stealing the money of Rhode Island, uh, <laughs> it's incredibly awkward. But we'll let's we'll put a pin in that as well. Maybe someday we'll get a Hall of Fame ballot. Under Laura, who writes Terry Crews in Idiocracy, uh, merely because it's a joyfully unhinged performance that mm-hmm. it is. Joseph writes Bill Pullman, Independence Day, and then in capital letters, that speech. <laughs> it's a good speech. It is a good speech. Uh, Sean writes William Devane as JFK in The Missiles of October. And then uh, that's what? a bonus uh, after Martin Sheen, of course. I don't think Never I remember. heard of that movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know that movie or remember it. William Devane mm. is such an actor from like the eighties that would just like, Yeah, I was just gonna say, what's William Devane up to these days? I don't know. He 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 guessed it on NCIS a couple of times, I think. <laughs> well, so that's all I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so he's doing well. Uh Christine writes, Oh my god, has to be Dennis Haysbert as President Palmer in twenty four every time I see him in an all state commercial. I'm like, quote, that's my president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that well, and it was sort of weird seeing him in breach and you're like, What is happening right now? Like you're not supposed to be here. You're the you're president. You're the president. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, he's always Pedro Serrano in Major League for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lighting an offering to Jobu. Uh, Anne gave us a stream of consciousness answer. Martin Sheen, <laughs> fight me. Keith Sutherland is referred to as the, quote, other good president slash stop the show. Christopher Jackson. Which I obviously love. You know, obviously. I, Christopher Jackson. I can't believe I even like didn't think about that. I'm sort of depressed that yeah. that was not. Well, we uh, did say on screen. I, well, yes. I Although mean, was, I guess the. Technically. Movie. Yeah. 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 Question of the week next week. Who's your favorite president on stage? <laughs> <laughs> Missiles of October came out in 1974. It's about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Okay, I feel less bad it. about missing it 12 years before I was yeah. born. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Lister Wright, uh, Bat writes Bartlett and uh, Dave, Kevin Klein in Dave, of course. Of course. Uh, Kristen writes, uh, I know she was only president for a little while, but I definitely have to go with Selena Meyer. Like it. Yep. Yep. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, we all know it's Josiah Bartlett, hands down, but I'll throw in Fitzgerald Grant in Scandal for an honorable mention. That's a show that I actually have not watched in the um, Shonda Rhimes universe. I it, it is. Um, I watched it when I was staying home with Bridget. Um, and it is like the first two seasons are really good. Like mm-hmm. they're very horny for TV yes. too. You're like, what yes. is happening on ABC? Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, and I've always had a crush on what is his name, Sam Goldberg. Maybe I can't remember what his last name is. He was in Ghost, and he was in The Pelican Brief, and he's a bad guy in both of those. But um, it's not Sam. It's um, yeah. Uh, his family owns um, the movie company, or he's related to them. I have no idea what you're talking about, but we can wait. I know. Wait, if you on. want to work it out. Yes. Grant, what's his name? Why can't I think? Uh, Tony Goldwyn. Sorry. I'm not cutting yes. any right. of yes. that out. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, the gold part is right. Yeah. <laughs> we got there. They, He's related to like the, you know, Goldwyn, whatever, the movie company. Um, anyway, but uh, it is, he's really handsome and but that he's a terrible president i mean he's a terrible, terrible person yeah. but yeah but the sex scenes are pretty hot i'm uh, sorry fitzgerald <laughs> as a name for a first name come on they, he goes by fitz 
Uh, no, as far as I don't care. <laughs> the sex scenes are pretty hot was also your feedback last night, Hillary, when I said that we were watching How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days on cable. The sex scene is pretty hot. That movie stresses me out, but the sex scene is pretty hot for it. For a rom-com, because usually rom-com sex scenes are like not that sexy, and right. that one no. is like kind of sexy. There's just a certain magic about being in your parents' bathroom. And I said, well, now you know my kink. Sorry, I'm kidding, Dad. That is not my kink. That is not anything I'm interested in. Uh, speaking of the Cuban Missile Crisis, Alicia writes, I always liked 13 Days, and I feel like people don't really remember it. Bruce Greenwood is JFK and Stephen Culp is RFK. Greenwood's JFK accent is halfway decent. Kevin Costner's attempt at a Boston accent is atrocious. Good movie all around. Well, uh, I think you could say Kevin Costner's attempt at a accent, fill in the blank <laughs> accent, is yeah. atrocious. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He just like drops it in the middle of it. He's like, I don't want to do this just anymore. How yep. did he become who he is? <laughs> uh, Bull Durham. Yeah. Uh, today on Facebook, I was reminded that nine years ago today on Facebook, I commented, "Dear Netflix, Mr. Baseball is not an acceptable on-demand substitute for Bull Durham. <laughs> not even a little." <laughs> Is that the Tom Selleck starring role? Yeah, trading yep. off uh, trading off uh, Costner for Selleck in a very different story. Not going <laughs> to cut it. And uh, I checked. Boulderham's still not on Netflix. It's very disappointing. What? Uh, listener Jack always comes to us with um, classic examples of acting and actors and things that we've probably never heard of. And he writes, there have been many Hollywood Lincolns those who spit rails and those who split zombies. Most of them worked to heal a split country. Some were young, up-and-coming lawyers, while others was much, were much older than their years uh, as the weight of the presidency and the war pressed down upon them. My vote for the best Honest Abe goes to Charles Chick Sale in The Perfect Tribute from 1935. I have. How do, how do you never... feel about missing that one, Bobby? I... <laughs> You know, it's, you know, I, as I often, I'm 35 going on, what, 70? And even at 70, I would have missed the perfect tribute. <laughs> uh, Jack, you've given us all some homework. Thank you for that. For sure. Um, Bobby, that, that brings up a point. Can you go and get vaccinated as your 70 year old self? <laughs> I should. It's a self affirmation, right? So I should just go in and. <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, I'm missing a Bones marathon for this. So <laughs> no, like, if you could please hurry. You're right. No ID necessary. <laughs> Come to the front of the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's sad because it's true. Listener Carolyn writes, ladies and gentlemen of Tishi, when considering your favorite president, I ask you not only to... I like this is written in a very presidential way. Mm -hmm. yeah. I ask you not only to think of their visual gravitas, delivery of speeches, romantic demeanor, or even their folksy, heroic antics. Instead, consider this. Which fictional president had made the best drink? I humbly submit there is no fictional president better than the man who brought us that unbelievable refreshment known as the pan-galactic gargle blaster for your consideration, the president of the galaxy, Zaphod Beeblebrox. <laughs> We'll see you all at Millieways. Uh, and this I was a point of. I don't know what uh, those mean. Those are words for Zayfoy, sure. Safeway Beeble Rocks is the president of the galaxy in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series oh. by Douglas Adams. Millieways is the restaurant at the end of the universe. And there was a, a conversation on the Facebook page this week about whether or not they had to be an American president to qualify. And of course, mm. we said, you know, I don't, well, that wasn't written anywhere. So no. why not? I mean, you can drive a truck through that loophole. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, right. Yep. Bring us whatever presidents you like. 
Uh, Zayfoid Beeblebrox, a good one. Probably the one with the most personality of any on this list. So well done, Caroline. And he's president of the galaxy, so that's way more important <laughs> than yeah. Yeah, exactly. any of the other presidents. Stupid old America. <laughs> uh, Amy says Harrison Ford, and then abbreviated Air Force One is AF1, Ooh. which is cool. Or would it be AFO? You have to spell Ooh. out the one. Yeah. You know. can't do the digit, Amy. Oh. It might have been me typing it, honestly. Nitpicking the listeners. Oh, I, okay. I, it might have been me because I think she put a she put like this, and it was a poster. So I think I was oh, just okay. like AF one. Mm. Katie says Linda Carter for a few episodes of Supergirl, and there's something really great about Wonder Woman being the president of the United States. Yeah. Uh, I gotta find out who Linda Carter's plastic surgeon is because they do amazing <laughs> work. Yes. That's Dave's like number one crush. He loves Linda Carter. I mean, I think it was she just formative. Looks- Fabulous. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Will, the pilot, says, uh, I assume it's Will, the pilot. I didn't actually check. Mr. Will says, Dean, and uh, Dean, but that would have been, uh, could, should have been president close enough. There's a hatch. There's a, well, I'm just going to stumble here. There's a picture of his uh, cutout. I, I only saw this as text first, and I thought he meant like, like, uh, like Dean Kane or. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Dean, like a, Jimmy Dean. I, don't, I didn't know which Dean he meant until I went and looked, and it's the Dean. Richard from... Dean Anderson. <laughs> Again, and these I, are words. What is he talking about? He's the he's, Dean from Animal House. He, it's so stupid. That doesn't count. We shouldn't have even read that. Uh, gross. Well, Delete that. I'm deleting it. I know it. we hate Will, but... <laughs> It'd be nice to him once in a while. Try again. Try again, Will. Try, try again. You, Will, you get a second fat, chance. Fat, drunk, and stupid. There's no way to go through life, son. There you go. There's your, right. there's your Dean moment. And Anne Louise says, I'll put a plug for Paul Giamatti as John Adams, since he's left out of Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I, Paul Giamatti was also in the movie I watched last night playing Ben Bernanke, where he's just as like mumbling oh, and sad the whole time. Yeah. You know, it totally, mm. it really, it, he does a good job. I like that one of you just put the strike through <laughs> on the font of Will's entry in the run sheet. <laughs> I did. Done I was going to delete it, but I want him to know how stupid he is forever. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, message sent. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and that was a smattering of your feedback, so thank you all. <laughs> we have to be just nice enough to him so that he keeps inviting us over to his house. Right. right. <laughs> That's only as nice as we're going to be to him. This is right. a thin line that he we're He gets walking. a second chance. I said he gets a second chance. Okay. Like, Fine. redeem yourself. Do Will. better. You're on probation, Will. Be best. <laughs> as the first lady says. <laughs> Did you did you all see that she's apparently hired a staff and is looking for an office in Florida so that she can continue yes. her work with the Be Best campaign? <laughs> a staff to do work? what? <laughs> yeah. to I don't know. But it's that be a did what? Pretty sweet job, right? Because it probably pays pretty well yes. and the workload's probably pretty light. I should. <laughs> oh, for sure. I've yeah. been I mean, I don't of... know how how much effort is it to bilk rich assholes. It just yeah. makes you toxic for the rest of your career. Hope it lasts forever. I mean, it's actually not that far off than some of my skills that <laughs> yeah. I currently have. <laughs> As long as you can suspend your morals for a little yeah. bit and yeah. get that sweet yeah. cash. Yep. That is the part of it. Aha, joke's with. on you. She has no morals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if you want the job. Right. Oh. Like, oh. how much money would you would you take to, would it take to have to, to move have to Florida probably, right? Yeah, like a year. Ugh. So say you did it for a year. How much would you have to be paid to uh, work for her? $400,000. That's what uh, I was going to say. 
Well, I mean, yeah, if that's what the presidency pays, then that's what this should pay. It would have to be enough to sustain me for the next several years so I could wash it off of my resume. Yes. Well, you got to take that vital year off between jobs. True. Everybody <laughs> and does that. I, I want them to pay my uh, housing expensive mm-hmm. expenses, yeah. and I need a place that has a pool. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Florida. Yeah, I mean, fair. I think the pool part's not that hard. Yeah, but I'm not living in some shitty Melrose place. <laughs> no. Freestanding apartment house. complex. No. Yeah, I want a house with a and pool. And it's got to have that mesh thing around it so alligators don't get in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you know maybe. alligators can climb fences, right? Well, it's like a whole hat that goes oh. all the way over. Oh, <laughs> like a like a, a giant um, cloche to keep yes, a bear exactly. from giant loaves of bread. Yep. But I would want to have that on while I'm in the pool. I don't want alligators. Want I'm mean, they can come? Well, no, in. it's there all the time. It just goes oh. over your pool. Have you guys never been to Florida? Well, I've never. I mean, oh, I've never mean. swam under an alligator cloche. <laughs> just the airport. Google that. Is it called a lanai? Yes, it is. It's called a p- pool lanai. Hmm. That's more fun than I think it probably actually. Yeah, this right? really, this really spiraled out of control pretty quickly, didn't it? <laughs> you I'm know, sorry. I, this is more interesting than anything we we're going to talk about. I'll put this a picture is all in Will's fault, by the way. Uh, yes. <laughs> Isn't everything? I am realizing that I never actually knew what a lanai was. Yeah, what is it? Well, this is not a lanai in the traditional sense. Well, no, I, but that is what they're called in Florida. That is a weird shaped pool. That's weird. Anyway, uh, okay. the the scary part for me for all of this is that I uh, I happen to be putting some feelers out these days in my professional network about perhaps what my next steps might be professionally. And so there's always the chance that someone interested in learning more about me is going to listen to this episode this week. So... <laughs> Hi, everyone. So say your salary requirements, $400,000 in a house with a pool. In an alligator-proof Minimum. <laughs> Seems reasonable to me. Yeah. Uh, as always, we'll keep the question of the week thread going on your favorite on-screen president. It's mainly so that Will has a chance to rethink mm-hmm. his answer, but if you want to add yours as well, that's always welcome. Yep. Let's try to make it an actual president this time, Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do better. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, the best part is that Will is technically a president. Well, that's yeah. right. right. He should have said himself. He didn't vote for himself. I would have taken that over Dean. He's on screen in, in a couple of, uh, uh, you know, motivational uh, corporate video type things. So it could count. Yeah. Okay. And are you going to take us into medium talk? <laughs> I don't know. I'm enjoying small talk. Get out of this. <laughs> Uh, all right, so today we're going to get deep into our navels, see what kind of fuzz we can find in there as we talk about our personalities through the lens of the Myers-Briggs type indicator. Um, I don't remember how this came up. I think uh, I was talking about uh, if we could talk uh, something, a topic about is it the destination or is it the journey? <laughs> yeah. And I think then Bobby, then you were like a whole Myers Briggs thing, and then we were all instantaneously like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this we'll is talk the, about this. This is the magic of our meetings. If we ever end up having, you know, Patreon levels or something, some insanely high amount of money will invite you to the Tuesday evening <laughs> TC Jamboree it's your funeral. <laughs> I know. <laughs> our weekly planning uh, conversation for this show, and yeah, no, this is once in a while it actually works the way it's supposed to, where it's not just us blank staring at each other, but we actually have a nut of an idea, and then we sort of. Uh, work on it together and it, it evolves to something and the group brought it to this point which is where we're all going to take the uh, Myers-Briggs and judge each other accordingly 
Right. Now, for those who don't know, the Myers-Briggs type indicator, commonly known as MBTI, it's a questionnaire that was developed a couple of generations ago now by, let's see, Isabel Myers-Briggs and her mother, Catherine Briggs. Isabel Briggs Myers. That's the right way. And her mother, Catherine Briggs. And uh, they were not scientists of any type. They just created this questionnaire (laughs) and uh, used it to group people into 16 different personality types. There are eight categories, and each one of them you can fall into. Or I I should say there are are four categories, and you can be one of two in each category. So you'll have a combination of four letters at the end. I think most people know what the MBTI is is but just in case uh before we start we have to talk about a few objections to the myers-briggs test Mm -hmm. it is not a scientific instrument at all it was not developed with scientific rigor and there are a lot of people that have problems with it uh i'm looking here at the uh, official myers-briggs website Uh, Under the misconceptions about the MBTI assessment page, uh, one common criticism is the MBTI assessment isn't reliable, which means that sometimes you can uh, take it and get a different answer from what you uh, were classified as before. I think Christy will talk about that Mm -hmm. when she gets to hers. Um, There is a lot of criticism. uh, uh, There was a statistic that said uh, 50% of the time when you retest, you uh, come up with something different. They say on their website that this comes from a 1979 study based on a version of the questionnaire that they don't use anymore. Um, And 65% of respondents had all four preferences the same and 93% had three or four the same. Uh, another common criticism is the MBTI assessment isn't predictive. And they're like, uh, yeah, we never said it was. It's supposed to describe, not predict. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it should never be used to like screen people out yeah. for a job. It's never used in hiring, firing, promotion, compensation, dis- decisions like that. Because oh, a nightmare. It's, mm-hmm. it's not. It was based on this. <laughs> I know. It's not a predictor and it could be illegal. To use to require people to take it. Uh, another thing is that psychologists don't use the MBTI assessment. That's another common um, complaint. And again, the MBTI people are like, "Oh yeah, they're not supposed to," because clinical psychology is about diagnosis. And again, this is not predictive. This is supposed to be descriptive. Um, I would say from some of the stuff I've read, it looks like at least half of the studies that support the efficacy of this are paid for by people who have a connection to the MBTI mm-hmm. foundation and make money off of it. So mm. what I'm saying here is that the Myers-Briggs is not a real good tool for decision-making, but you know what it is? It's fun. What it you're saying fun. is it doesn't it's... cause cancer. It's toasted. Yep. It's yeah. not, <laughs> but it's, it's much more reliable than horoscope. Yep. Yeah. And lots of people believe in horoscopes. Right. And I think it's just, it's really a fun thing for sort of self discovery. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've tried to learn, like throughout my therapy process, is that 
if something sparks a, a thought or helps you learn a lesson about yourself, what does it matter where it came from? If yeah. you can derive some sort of meaning from it and learn more about yourself, which is why I always smile politely when my therapist wants to read my astrology chart. <laughs> That's very overly kind of you. Yeah. Guys, she has some quirks, but she is a trained licensed therapist. So. And she has by and large learned that I'm not going to respond so well to the astrology <laughs> stuff so she doesn't do it with me anymore. I imagine you yeah. like the emoji that's like smiling but gritting its teeth. Like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and honestly, when I started going to therapy again, I was like, listen, thinking this, this way and doing things this way for the last 30 odd years have gotten me to this point where I'm totally miserable. So why don't you just keep your mind open yeah. to new ways of thinking and new ways of doing things? So it's been helpful. I, I mean, the Myers-Briggs assessment might be bullshit, but, you know, it's 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 fun and yep. I learned stuff. Yep. And or or it phrases things in a way that I'm like, Oh yeah. That is how I am. Maybe it's confirmation bias, but who knows? Yep. Um, so before we start talking about this, I do have to say that there is no good and bad in the Myers Briggs outcome. It's they're just different. Yeah. This is just like the Harry Potter houses all over again. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Ex- except that Slytherin no seems Slytherin. to yeah. be bad. <laughs> I know. I'm a Slytherin. Um, what does that it's mean? Not it's not bad. bad. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I think it's not bad. I just think that all the villains come from Slytherin. <laughs> I know, right. I know. And that <laughs> sort of just a coincidence. You. Yeah. <laughs> I, Rory got Gryffindor and he was like running around the house. Like, so, happy. <laughs> so anytime we talk about this and they, they try to use language that's very clear about this. It's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a thing. It's just the way you are. One is not better than the others. So I said there are four uh, areas in this um, personality assessment and we'll run through them very quickly so that people have an idea of what we're talking about. Where did I put that? Oh, I put that in Slack. Yeah, the, that very oh, that nice chart. And, that nice. chart. And yeah. you have guessed um, Hillary and Jeremy. I, do, <laughs> do you have a guess for anyone else? I knew it. No, I have. I, I can't do that on the fly, Christy. <laughs> oh, <but>. sorry. <laughs> I should have asked you earlier. And also, I Jeremy and Hillary are both so obvious. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I, I, I asked him what I said, you have to take the test so that we have it. And he goes, I'm whatever Hillary is. <laughs> no, not true. Not, not true. Yeah, but no. <laughs> Okay. So the first category is extroversion versus introversion. They say uh, in this explainer that it's about, are you outwardly or inwardly focus and I've always heard it's like how do you get your energy yeah do you derive energy from being around people or do you derive energy from being around yourself there are people who are extroverts go to the party and as the night goes on they get more revved up and they're having a great time and people who are introverted who go to the party they may be having a great time but those batteries are running down and at some point they just need to go away and recharge and so it's like extroverted people are more exterior and introverted people are more interior again neither of these things are pluses or minuses they just are the second category is sensing versus 
intuition. Intuition. In the lowercase mm, i, uppercase intuition. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that is how you prefer to take in information. If you use basically your five senses and uh, observe the world around you, you are a sensor. If you tend to kind of take things and combine them without really know how you're doing it, that's more intuition. Uh, I think that's sort of the squishiest of all yeah. the categories, frankly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the next category is thinking versus feeling. How do you prefer to make decisions? Do you prefer absolutely logic-based or do you make decisions based on emotion? I've heard this described as the good of the many versus the good of the few. If you are a thinker and you say, okay, well, if we allow these five people to die, then a thousand people will live. You're like, well, yeah, this sucks, but we let the, f the five people die. If you are a feeler, you're like, no, I'm not, I can't let these five people die, yeah. even if it means that that's the trolley problem mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. Yep. yeah, exactly. And that's why there's no right, quote unquote, right answer mm -hmm. for the trolley problem. It's just, just, uh, just how you are. And the last category is judging versus perceiving. And I hate judging because people think it's like yeah, judgmental. I, yeah. They should have a different word for that. Yep. Yeah. And I hate perceiving because people think it's perceptive and it's not. And it's how you prefer to live your outer life. And I always think it's like, how do you feel about making a decision? Not how do you make it, but how do you feel about making it? Uh, judges like to make the decision and get it over with. They don't, the period of time when the decision is open is very stressful yes. for judges. Yep. You want to make the decision and move on. And perceivers are the opposite. They love exploring the options. And once they are forced to make the decision, they can often kind of have buyer's remorse afterwards. Like they're worried that they made the wrong decision. Where judges are like, it's done. We're moving on. And perceivers are like, oh, God, oh, God, what did I do? Yep. So those are the four categories. And when you combine them, you end up with 16 different personality profiles that we can have some fun with. <laughs> so let's get into it. Hillary, I want to hear it. I mean, okay, so Anne totally called. Well, I said, Anne, what do you think I am? And she came back pretty quickly with mine because I am pretty obvious. And I have this friend who's like loves to take the Myers-Briggs. Like she likes her friends to take it so she can kind of figure them out a little bit. And I asked her, hey, Emily, uh, what is mine? And she, she sent it to me. And then she said, do, am I only good for like, asking what your Myers-Briggs personality <laughs> does? We actually ended up talking on the phone that night. It was really nice. Um, but I am an ESFJ. So the definition on this, uh, this little chart that Anne sent is friendly, outgoing, reliable, conscientious, organized, practical, seek to be helpful and please others, <laughs> enjoy being active and productive. And that is pretty descriptive of yeah me, i would say yeah. the the watchword that often comes with this is the provider you are the provider <laughs> oh, God. i don't know if dave would agree with that but yes <laughs> i you know because there's there's definitely people that are um are that are extroverted um in a way that is different than i am i'm obviously really outgoing but i i'm not like 
as much as I talk about like drinking or like hat partying or whatever, I really like, I do try to be kind of aware of what is going on around me to some extent. And there are people that are a little bit more carefree extroverts and I am not a carefree extrovert, but I am like a, I do want people to like me. That's sort of my, my burden in life. But yes, y'all were right. You got me pinned. <laughs> of course we were. I know. You know me. We do. And, uh, and I've been right. trying to guess yours. Oh, yeah? You, I know. I, I'm sort of stuck between two when I'm reading this chart. Do you want to go far, Do you want to go next or do you want to go last? I could go next. Okay. I am an INTJ. Okay. An introverted, intuitive, thinking judger. Yes. Well, so I thought I thought you were definitely the judger. And I, again, not meaning like I'm judging oh, God, you, yes. but like not. I, I That's the thing that I think is I hate mulling around a decision. I like it makes me <laughs> it so anxious. And that was definitely and obviously I knew the I like that was like the I knew the I and the J. Those were the ones. That yeah. I was, <laughs> like, I know. I think I thought at first that you were the ISTJ, but it was between those two. I am relatively centralized between the S and the N, but I always tip over into intuitive. Yeah. That's the sort of the one thing that you wouldn't expect about me. But um, the the INTJ is known as the mastermind. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. That doesn't sound like yeah, you at all. <laughs> no judgment. Uh, yep. Let me find. Where did I put my thing? Okay. Um, oh, I got the slightly longer thing. Where's the shorter thing? Was Hillary the provider, the caregiver? What was the word? Provider. 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 I'm just, I'm, I- I'm logging it on our run sheet for future intro. <laughs> <laughs> INTJs are innovative, independent, strategic, logical, reserved, insightful, driven by their own original ideas to achieve improvements. Uh, and then there is a longer uh, definition where they break it down a little bit more. Uh, I won't read the whole thing because it is kind of long, but there are some interesting points. To outsiders, INTJs may appear to project an aura of, quote, definiteness, unquote, of self-confidence. This self-confidence, sometimes mistaken for simple arrogance by the less decisive, is actually of a very specific rather than a general nature. Its source, its source lies in the specialized knowledge systems that most people of this type start building at an early age. Uh, well, people of this type are perfectionists. Oh, <laughs> bang head against desk here with the seemingly endless capacity for improving upon anything that takes their interests. What prevents them from becoming chronically bogged down in this pursuit of perfection is the pragmatism so characteristic of their type. They often ruthlessly apply the criterion, does it work to everything? Uh, then it gets real sad. Uh, personal relationships, <laughs> particularly romantic ones, can be the INTJ's Achilles heel. While they're capable of caring deeply for others, usually a select few, yes, and are willing to spend a great deal of time and effort on a relationship, the knowledge and self-confidence that make them so successful in other areas can suddenly abandon or mislead them in interpersonal situations this happens in part because many intjs do not readily grasp the social rituals <laughs> for instance they tend to have little patience and less understanding of such things as small talk and flirtation uh, 
damn it. No bad answers. Remember? No judgment. Yep. This no. sometimes results in a peculiar naivete paralleling, paralleling that of many Fs, feelers, only instead of expecting inexhaustible affection and empathy from a romantic relationship, the INTJ will expect inexhaustible reasonability and directness. <sighs> Guys, oh. this is why I'm alone. <laughs> you just need to put that on a dating app. You're like, if you're looking for this, this is what yeah. I have. This yeah. is my explanation. Uh, after I finished the, or I was taking the quiz, I got my answer, and then Sam did ask me, so is this going to tell you who you're supposed to hook up with now? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, she is also the person I put this quote on here so I wouldn't forget it. As I was taking the questions, I was reading them aloud last night, and I got about 25 questions in, and she said, what kind of personality is it if you don't finish this test? (laughs) It's pretty long. Well, she's definitely a P. Yeah. 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 For sure. (laughs) Um, can I go next? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It'll yeah. be quick. I'm also an INTJ. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lady scientists. Yep. 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 There were a couple things I really loved about it. One is that it said that we should work in research, computer science, software, natural science, teaching natural science, engineering, management, entrepreneurship, no thank you, um, law and library. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It does. It makes sense. Uh, I think, uh, Christy, I don't want to leave you to last unless unless you care or don't well, care. Y'all but... need to do, y'all need to, uh, Christy needs to go last because so she can tell us about Jeremy's. Oh, right. Partner oh, is. Yeah. Well, I think mine is actually a pretty good transition here because I am an E-N-T-J. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. That's an interesting Yeah. Um, I don't know uh, what my what my nickname title is for ENTJ, but I do have the description up for, for ENTJ from the website. So, and if you want, I can read some of this. Uh, ENTJ, you are the field marshal. Yep. That sounds <laughs> that actually right. Makes yep, sense. That, that is, really yeah. does make sense. Uh, so yeah, uh, my description uh, started with a quote and the quote was, I don't care to sit by the window on an airplane. If I can't control it, why look? God. <laughs> Yikes. Right? Uh, ENTJs have a natural tendency to marshal and direct. This may be expressed with the charm and finesse of a world leader or with the insensitivity of a cult leader. Oh, wow. <laughs> the ENTJ requires little encouragement to make a plan. One ENTJ put it this way I can make these little plans that really don't have any importance to anyone else and then feel compelled to carry them out. Well, compelled may not describe ENTJs as group. By the way, I have a whole system for brushing my teeth. That's what I thought of when I read that. <laughs> Nevertheless, the bent uh, to plan creatively and to make those plans a reality is a common theme for NJ types. ENTJs are often, quote, larger than life in describing their projects or proposals. The ability may be expressed as salesmanship, storytelling facility, or stand-up comedy. In addition, with the natural <laughs> propensity for filibuster, our hero can make it very difficult for the customer to decline. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says trademark colon quote i'm really sorry you have to die and then in parentheses i realize this is an overstatement however most f's and other gentle souls usually chuckle knowingly at this description Jeez. uh entjs are decisive they see what needs to be done and frequently assign roles to their fellows few other types can equal their ability to remain resolute in conflict sending the valiant and often leading the charge into the mouth of hell 
When challenged, the ENTJ may, be, may by reflex become argumentative. It's extremely true. Alternatively, he or she may unleash an icy gaze that serves notice. The ENTA is not one to be trifled with. Oh, you're scared now. I just kidding I, about there not being a negative one. <laughs> this is scary. Are you kidding? I read all of that and read it as solid positives. <laughs> uh, I did want to note that my T uh is is marginal so it gave me the percentages of my breakdown and my my uh t was a three percent over the line so i was pretty close to straddling thinking and feeling that's good that means you can operate in both arenas i from this description it sounds like fundraising is a really good career (laughs) for sure also trivia hosting Mm -hmm. yeah i don't miss that (laughs) It was nice having all the answers. That was the best part about being a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christy? Okay, I'll do Jeremy's first because Anne guessed it, and um, he's pretty obvious. He's a ENFP. Um, and what's the name for that? The oh, one? he's the champion. Oh, little baby. <laughs> um, let's see I like it. He enjoys starting new projects because yeah. the other day it I was doesn't say out. end them. The other day I was cleaning out my old podcast, just like deleting ones that I don't listen to anymore or are over. And I was like, oh, the beverage minute. Where did that go? <laughs> I, I miss it. R.I.P. Um, well, it got harder to be able to like meet people. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't great. Yeah. Um, his little description is enthusiastic, creative, spontaneous, optimistic, supportive, playful, value, inspiration, enjoy starting new projects, see potentials in others. Oh, yeah. so, that's, that's very true. So yeah, that's him. why he's yep. a good yep. boss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Okay. So mine is a little tricky. So <laughs> I have noticed anytime I take those introverted, extroverted tests, I'm either, it says, cannot decide, um, oh. cannot tell you now or whatever, or depending on the day, I'll get the introvert. Like if I hate everybody that day, I'm like, <laughs> everybody <laughs> yeah, go away from I me. Um, yeah. Some versions of the test, if you're really close, they'll just put an X instead of the letter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what we, I got Yeah, we was, can't decide. Yeah. So mine says, because you appear to have marginal or no preference for extrovert over introvert, Marginal or no preference over sensing, sensing or <laughs> intuition, characteristics of more person, more than one personality type may apply to you. ESFJ, ENFJ, ISFJ, and INFJ. Oh so basically, the F and J stay the same. Yep. And then okay. the other two. To our- just blowing in the wind. Christy in the corner. <laughs> are you no. like a? Are you like a ghost? Like you're just I like know. I don't know. You're just everything. <laughs> I do, am, I, am I schizophrenic? Like I don't know. Like, do you what? even have a personality? Right? I don't. Can, can I talk to Christy? Is Christy <laughs> in there? <laughs> Which one is, is this? The ES Christy or the? <laughs> so I don't know. Like I, I guess I have four nicknames. I don't know. Let's see. Amazing. Let's see. Well, and then maybe we can decide on the one that we like best okay because yeah. hillary's the esfj which i have yeah. similar so yeah. that's provider or uh-huh. ENFJ. enfj which would be teacher mm-hmm. isfj is protector and infj is counselor oh god all of those i know i think <laughs> huh. i think protector is one that you do Mm-hmm. That kind of ISFJ is warm, considerate, gentle, responsible, pragmatic, thorough, devoted caretakers who enjoy being helpful to others. And I think that's 
That is pretty descriptive of you. I do. I do think that the e the ESFJ and the ISFJ fit the most to me. Um, when I read them, so it just depends on the day. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And and it, <laughs> you might have a little bit more success if you were to take the well the um official, the official version one. of the Myers Briggs because obviously we're not gonna pay no, no, to no, do no. that. Or so put our email we, in. Ew gross. <laughs> exactly. And there are a bunch of different versions, like some of the ones you find on the internet are really short, but yeah. the actual instrument is pretty long. There's a lot of uh, different questions on it, and that helps a little bit with its um, test reliability. Fun fact, I did my master's thesis on test instrument reliability. You did? Uh, yep. I this, do that all the time. What What? What did I say? No, have knowledge in very specific areas <laughs> for an INTJ. <laughs> yes, this is something that I actually know something about. So it is better to do a longer test okay. so maybe if you did that you might get better or when you were more saying that results. about the test i was like i wonder what the chrome box alpha is on this <laughs> test. <laughs> oh my god meredith i did a whole thing on chrome box yeah. alpha in my thesis chrome box alpha sounds think... like something that comes on after midnight on the cartoon <laughs> <Right>. network <laughs> they said they said i don't think they specified which alpha they used but they said between 0.64 and 0.8 it's not terrible but it's not awful I have absolutely no idea what y'all are talking about. I usually about. tell doctors to, to go jump <laughs> honey, off, sh- a, sh- sh- <laughs> jump off a, a dock if it's under 0. 0.8. Yeah. But honey, the, the lady scientists are saying that. <laughs> Oh, I know. We're masterminding this over I here. I, I think that's got to be a new segment. It's not going to be the lady scientists anymore. It's just going to be mastermind corner or something. <laughs> yeah. Mastermind theater. Ooh. I'll put it in the reserve okay. pile. Okay. The, the thing that I do Right under cop, not cop shows. <laughs> and you were talking about um, earlier about the extroversion versus introversion. I am, I mean, I am most definitely an extrovert. However, in learning recently about like where you, where do you derive energy from? Um, I am definitely an extrovert, but they're like, I do hit a point where I'm just like, nope, I'm done. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I don't grow any more strength from being around people anymore. And I need to be alone. And I need to not talk to anybody and I need to play Candy Crush and watch something stupid on television you know it's maybe yeah maybe like you've you've topped up yes you've overloaded mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yes well and I think sometimes it's like you know it's too much of a good thing kind of where people are like mm-hmm. oh but you like being extroverted I'm like but not right now I don't want to be extroverted. well but it's also not totally binary in that no, way exactly. either right like no, you probably yeah. have a limit just like yes. everybody else and for introverts yeah. it's just lower yeah yep yeah I mean it's a very occasionally I will have this weird thing where I'm interacting with people where it's like a little switch flips and all of a sudden I can be so charming and so outgoing. Yep. And I don't know how it happens, but I was with my mother once and we were running an errand and I, we were, before I started grad school, like I had to drop some things off at the administrative office. And so we stopped in there and as we were leaving, my mom was like, Oh my God, you were just so charming with her. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I just did it. It just worked. I just did it. <laughs> and then obviously I worked a career for many, many years in retail where I had to be outwardly focused all the time. Mm. But let me tell you, I had no energy to go anywhere or do anything else afterwards yeah. because I used it all up yeah. on the people. Yeah. 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 That was a hard job for me. Yeah. No, I can't believe hard. you did it for so long. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Well, because I'm also very goal-oriented. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it doesn't matter how shitty he is doing it as long as you get to the goal. So we'll obviously put a link to this. Uh, did we clarify with everyone? I can't remember. Did we make it clear we did not pay for the real test because no. that would be ridiculous? So we did a free version of it, and we'll share that yeah. link. But I found the one that's, that's 64 questions, yeah. which is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, It's for, not 10 questions. Yeah, yeah no, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them are like 25 questions, and I, I wouldn't want to do that. Slightly yeah, more scientific them... than a BuzzFeed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which Disney character are you? Yeah. yeah. But, oh! So which T-She character are you? Mm, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Back up. Meredith, we have to talk about this. INTJs. INTJs. So there's a whole thing that goes around the internet that's like, um, which Downton Abbey character are you MBTI right. which Simpsons character are you for your MBTI so Meredith this is us we go by Star Wars we're Emperor Palpatine <laughs> <laughs> we go Harry Potter we are either Malfoy or Voldemort <laughs> wait a minute if we go Game of Thrones we are Tywin Lannister <laughs> If we go Downton Abbey, we are O'Brien, the devious maid. Oh my gosh. If we go Simpsons, we're Mr. Burns. (laughs) No judgment. Yeah, but you're the villain. He's rich. That's a good gig. But I mean, this makes me mad, and it's not because it actually has anything to do with your real personality, right? Because this is no. a, just some dipshit on the internet who's like, "Oh, I know, I'll feel figure out the Walking Dead characters, right?" They have no authority on any sure. of this. But when they read the profile, they read this and somehow think that it is an evil character. And the only couple, the only ones that I found. So let's see on Star Trek. We're Spock. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy, we're Christina Yang, which I like oh, because yeah. she yeah. was super badass. Yeah. Sandra Oh yep. should have been the breakout star of that show. But um, Catherine Heigl was because racism. Yes. Um, and for Buffy, we are Giles. Oh, I like that. I like that one. But everybody else thinks we're Ever. I would never put a bar of soap on the floor for my pregnant mistress to slip on and lose her baby. Never. Well, I mean, that's comforting. I'm going to go just get a so coffee. You guys, you guys can let me know when we're ready to get back to things I know anything about. I just think it's so unfair that everybody thinks we're evil. Well, know, we're I've, I've gotten used to that my whole life. People have been afraid of me, intimidated mm. by me. I mean, like, the difference that's just... is that we know you're evil. I mean, at least get to know me before you make that decision. It's accurate, but like, come on. I have a thing where I always want to like work through the, not work through the problem, but if somebody proposes a solution to something, I'm like, okay, let's break it down. What does this mean? What are the positives that could come from this? What are the negatives that could come from this? How could this work out? Mm -hmm. How, and people often think that I'm criticizing it and I'm like no 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 I'm just trying to work through it I remember Jeremy proposed proposed something once and I was doing that he was like okay Anne well um thanks for your criticism and I was like no (laughs) well something that I've learned throughout my life is what upsets me the most is when there is an outcome that I didn't predict 
Sure. Ah, uh, yes. And this Nothing is one of the reasons. Dumb. Yeah, this is one of the reasons that house projects makes me make me so crazy because like I would never in a million years have guessed that somebody would line my sunroom with green board because it was leak. <laughs> you know, like that just would yeah. never occur to me. It's just like these. Cra- there are so many possible outcomes that I never would have considered, and I never thought that something like that could go so so wrong. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I cut my own internet. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I guess, like, are you an Anne slash Meredith? Are you a Bobby? Are you a Hillary? Are you a Christy? Are you a Jeremy? Which We're one not of- accepting <laughs> any other There are no other options. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the new Myers-Briggs. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us who you, who you align with on your, uh, with your Tishy hosts. Yep. Yeah. This is going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Join us on the dark side. (laughs) I know. I'm really wondering like how, you know, because people on the, on the internet are so can seem so outgoing and then you meet them IRL and you're like, Oh wow. They're like way quieter, you know, or they're just so different on the internet than they are in real life. So I I wonder how it's going to shake out. It's easy to be loud on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, yeah. we have microphones, literally. literally. <laughs> we literally do. <laughs> uh, on to Tishi Recommends, Christy. That's me. Okay, I have See, two that was me assigning someone something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one is a movie that everyone should watch. It's on Amazon Prime. I th- oh, no, Amazon. You have to pay for it. Um, but it's worth Ew. it. It's American Skin. Um, it's a Spike Lee joint, but he just produced it. Um, he didn't direct it, but it is so good. And I think everyone should have to watch it. Um, next is a TV show that's NBC, but um, you can find it on Hulu. And it's called Mr. Mayor. I had a li- It's Ted Danson is the mayor of, um, gosh, Los, Los Angeles, Angeles, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, yes. Okay, so he's the mayor of Los Angeles because no one else runs or something. Or the um, guy did some shady stuff, and so he he said, I'll run. And he is a widow, widower, and mm-hmm. his yep. he has a teenage daughter, and it's very funny. Um, but what I really like is that they're in Los Angeles, so they have um, celebrities play themselves. Oh. And I... Fun hate Andy McDowell. I hate her. <laughs> she ruins everything. But she plays the best version of herself that now I'm like, oh, I have to like her Do because I like it's Andy McDowell so funny. And Chrissy Teigen as herself, I I'm dying every time she's on the screen. So I would definitely check it out. I had some doubts about it because I'm like, oh, this is just NBC like filling ted danson's contract and well, i don't know if this, oh, right. is my, this is my question i think that ted danson is an excellent excellent tv actor i think he's really good mm-hmm. i do not understand why he works maybe he just is so self-driven he has to be one of the richest people like oh. richest actors because he's been on several long-running syndicated uh, television, television shows becker. yeah becker i know <laughs> uh, boy this uh, show always just comes back to becker <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I'm like, why are you still working? If I 
Listen, I'm like, I'm lazy. I mean, whatever. I was talking about how I like to work. But if I had enough money that I could do whatever I wanted and not have to work that hard, I would like not work that hard. I don't I don't understand it. But good on him. I enjoy him. Also just came back around to cheers for the second time. (laughs) Yes. Fun, I guess. Do you guys remember there was a short lived show that that this is reminding me of the way Christy said, you know, maybe he ran unopposed or something. But there was a drama that starred, I want to say Josh Brolin, and his father's character was like a super uh, beloved senator who died unexpectedly, and the Democratic leaders were like, well, we'll appoint his son to fill his seat, and then he got there, and he was like, I never said I was a Democrat. I'm an independent, so he was all of a sudden, do you remember that show? I I have a favorite. Sterling. Yes, yep. that was it. You know God, why it why it drips of that kind of independent preachiness because it was created by Lawrence O'Donnell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. and it lasted for two months. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked those six episodes. <laughs> Co-starred Audrey McDonald. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. No. When Dave and I see the previews for Mr. Mayor were like, isn't this just Spin City again? That that's kind thought. of like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind yeah. of what, which I yeah. enjoyed Spin City. That like, no offense to Spin City. I like it. But, uh, but that's kind of, it's what so, it. and, um, Holly Hunter's in it. It's just, oh, oh my gosh. I do adore Holly Hunter. I do too. And, and the, um, size difference between her and <laughs> <laughs> is the most ridiculous thing, but she plays the best character. She just hates everyone in Los Angeles and, but loves it at the same time. Yeah, I highly recommend. Cool. I just rewatched The Big Sick. Mm-hmm. She's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Ray Romano and Holly yeah. Hunter. Yes, as the parents. That that's a good movie. It is a good it's movie. It's such a good movie. So good. They are they are so the two of them are so good in that. So mm-hmm. yeah, they are. I think that was the first thing where I was like, oh my god, Ray Romano can actually act. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And he's like kind of hot. I don't know why. I have a late I life like crush. Like good dad bod sort of dad. Way. Yes. Oh, please. Please keep lowering that bar for the rest of us. <laughs> well, then Kumail Nanjiani got all jacked. Like, oh, he yeah, he did. Super hot. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm going to um, go rewatch broadcast news. <laughs> um, Hillary, is American Skin getting any kind of Oscar buzz? You listen to all those I podcasts. haven't heard any thing yet but things are sort of just starting to like the the oscars are delayed i mean i don't even really know why they're having them but um the problem is with american skin is nate parker attached to it yes Um, he's just is a problem and a mm -hmm. lot of people want to stay away from him even if something why is he i don't know he learned about the problems yeah he um so he wrote and directed um what was it called the um the uh uh, what was it called? It was another movie. Was called this. Oh, God, Birth I, of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. Yes. Anyway, and some people thought it was not a, not the not yeah, the original KKK one. No, okay. the propaganda and from the 30s or whatever. He, everybody thought it was like amazing, and it had all this buzz from Sundance, and it was like this is going to just run through the Oscars. And then they had a bunch of allegations of you know sexual violence against of women, and like stuff, when he was so. in college, right? Yeah. Or was yeah, there yeah. others outside? I, of I that? think it was mostly limited college, but I mm. I think after that, and it was. Really Really in the wake of like Harvey Weinstein, all I mean, it just Mm -hmm. I mean, not that that is good anytime, but it was like, oh, this is the worst possible timing for this because it's just like, no, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, and he's black too, so obviously he's gonna get no. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Sort of. Yeah. No benefit yeah. of the doubt. Benefit of yeah. the doubt, yeah. But he directed and is the star of this. And he's very cute. <laughs> Not that that has anything to do with it, but he is very cute. <laughs> we can cut him some slack if he's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, he was, I looked it up and he was acquitted of it. Like, he never actually yeah. got charged, but... Yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean much to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he may have not done anything illegal, but yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean it wasn't appropriate. Sure seems yeah. like, yeah, not not great behavior. So wait, the Oscars aren't just going to straight nominate all 10 movies from last year? I <laughs> know. Yeah, really. Seriously. What are they working with? <laughs> well, I saw I that. I really think Sonic the Hedgehog did. <laughs> well, they're dipping low because Palm Springs, it was a fine movie. But that is getting Oscar buzz. That says that the bar is very low this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um, there's a movie with uh, called Nomadland that's been getting yes. a lot of mud. But it ha- you can't find it anywhere yet. I know, I know. And then Promising Young Woman, which I kind of want to see, but I'm Me cheap. Too. And it's like twenty dollars on Amazon or whatever. And yeah, then we're between that one and Americans Get. They're very close, but one is about race and one is about violence against women. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our the, favorite both topic. revenge movies. <laughs> yeah. Both revenge movies. Oh man. Anyway. Well, uh, speaking about disgusting remnants from the past, <laughs> my shameless Amazon plug of the week is uh, uh, something that has something very much to do with that. It is the OXO Good Grips Bathtub Drain Protector. Uh, it is essentially a little stainless steel disc with small holes in it. And uh, some sort of uh, silicone ring around it, so that you can set it over the drain in your tub. It's not fancy. It's not. It's not a tub mushroom. It's not one of those big ones. It's just a little cap that just sits over it. Has smaller holes so that the water can go down the drain, and everything else does not go down the drain. And this came up this week in our house because our tub has been draining slower and slower and slower since we moved into the apartment. And I finally reached the point where I had to do something about it. And so, uh, oh, this is one of the worst home ownership yep. things. So, the problem is, it's not home ownership. This is an apartment oh, that we've yeah. only lived in for a few months. I, uh, when we bought the house in Buffalo, I had to do this very similarly with the master bath. Uh, I know that's not a term we should be using anymore. The, the uh, main bathroom <laughs> on the main bedroom. The sink was clogged up, and I I got the the sticks that you pull out all the crap with, and mm-hmm. and it was full. And with... then did you put Robbie Takeax hair on exactly on eBay? eBay. <laughs> uh, long, long, long strands of dark dyed black jet hair uh, came out of that sink. Ew. Yeah. So now I get to do the same thing all over again with a bathtub drain that we haven't had for that long, and it's never been particularly fast. And sure enough, I popped over and the cap and even just right in that few inches where it's sort of at a 90 ish degree angle leaving the tub to connect with the line just just a just a mass of disgustingness just okay enough enough Um, enough. i'll say two things one uh if you've never had to do this or if you need to do this and you're not familiar they sell these plastic sticks at at the hardware store and and online, I'm sure, and that's not the Amazon plug of the week, but you just uh, you shove it down in there, and it's got little spikes on it. And when you pull it back up, it can really help solve your problem. Uh, so I did one of those, and then I also just did a little more gouging. Ugh. And then I thought to myself, uh, oh, and then I dumped an entire bottle of chemical <sighs> drain cleaner, which I hate to use, but, I, you know, we had to burn out whatever's left in there. And then I put the cap back on, and... Um, uh, I thought, I never want to do that again. I never yeah. want to do that again. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the two of us in that house uh, with no pets, you know, there's no dog hair, or cat hair, or fur, or anything anymore. 
you know, we would probably be okay, but just to be safe, this was $6.99 well spent. It's it's discreet. I mean, you can barely tell it's there when you set it over the other one. It's just the holes are smaller. And then you just, you know, wipe it off every once in a while and put it back. So, um, OXO, good grips, bathtub, drain, protector, Amazon link in the show notes. And remember, you don't need to buy one of these. Maybe you're not disgusting like I apparently am and have this problem with your bathtub. <laughs> or maybe you didn't inherit a disgusting apartment. But... Um, you can uh, go buy anything else you want on Amazon using that link, and we still get the pennies from Bezos uh, in appreciation for referring you to Amazon.com. So there you go, my Amazon I, plug of the week. I would also like to second this this contraption. I have the pop-up drain version of it, um, and I had to come up with an alternate idea because I have an insane cat, and it's Bear's favorite toy because he really likes silicone. <laughs> yeah. and he likes to chew on it, so I have to hide like my, my oven mitts and stuff. Um, so he would take it. It's got a metal top, and he would turn it over and throw it down the stairs because <laughs> it was really loud. <laughs> so I came up with an alternate um, solution to this, and it's like the tub shroom kind of thing, but it's stainless steel, and it actually works much better than this thing. For it, And it's because I have long hair, long curly hair, which is just gets everywhere all the time, and it's a nightmare, and it will never... It's a battle that'll never end. Um, but this does keep... I have old pipes in my house, obviously, and so I don't want to pour Drano down there. Um, so between this tub shroom... And then I found this, like, enzyme drain cleaner called Green Gobbler on Amazon. Good marketing. We're, we're going to have like a, a sex move. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's pretty hot. Um, so it, it's apparently okay for the drains, <laughs> and it does the same thing as well, It Drano. does clean out your pipes, in. Yeah. <laughs> So we got a lot of Amazon links this week. I think we should link these ones too. Sure. Okay. So, um, so lots of Amazon plugs of the week then. <laughs> lots of plumbing talk. Uh, All right. Um, it's time for housekeeping. Please check out our merch at thisshowhaseverything.com and click on our shop button. Um, always uh, rate and review us as much as you possibly can. We just live for those reviews, you guys. I do. They're so important for us to build our brand and to increase our SEO and because we're all living off of this, I guess. Got to get them yeah. clicks. Yep, we need them clicks. And then, of course, take those Amazon links, use them as your bookmark, put it on your phone screen, put it in your browser, and just use it to get to Amazon, and we reap the benefits. All Question, right. what yeah. do we do with the clicks once we get them? I don't know. Put them in a... <laughs> we buy GameStock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Tootsie Roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, please. Um, okay, get involved. The website is thisshowhaseverything.com. Uh, you can also use throwyourphone.com, but tell us nice things. I mean, whatever. You can critique us, but... You know, I, I live to please. So we might be due for some gentle. gripes. One of the other show ideas we've talked about is another petty grievances episode. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I know. Just the little tiny, yep. tiny little grievances. I can take them. Um, join the Facebook group; it's really fun, and you know, lots of stuff going on there. The show Twitter, which will at some point be updated, is, is at Tishy Show. <laughs> we keep promising. It's like Matt Damon on Jimmy Kimmel. Like, we don't know. Yep. Maybe. Um, email us at tshe at 10710.com. Um, send us a voice memo. We haven't gotten one in a while, and I would love to hear your lovely voices. Um, fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, I, we, we are the spectrum of personalities, but somehow we bring you everything. And that was it. Sometimes I feel like I am drunk behind the wheel. The wheel of 